You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello, welcome to Changing Lives. As we're changing lives with the Word of God, this is episode 26, and I'm going to be sharing with you today about silencing the inner critic. What is an inner critic? Wow. The inner critic is that inner voice that's on the inside of you that always is telling you things that are not positive, that are negative. And so I'm going to start out with a scripture base, and we're going to um, venture into that um, and really discuss about this inner critic because it is not our friend, okay? And so we just want to make sure that we get the Word of God on the inside of us so that we can put this inter, inner critic to rest. Um, in Romans 12, 3, it says this, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And, you know, with this scripture, I know a lot of times that this particular scripture is quoted as it relates to when people are puffed up, they're arrogant, they're all in to themselves. And um, so we'll use that scripture, you know, for that. And it's an appropriate scripture for, you know, situations like that. But oftentimes, you know, we, we have to look at and see where the enemy can get in and cause us to um, to pull away from us things that belong to us. And we find in the body of Christ and really in the world that, you know, the enemy uses people's esteem. And, you know, it's been known that a lot of times, you know, as I work with the women in the women's group, that um, a lot of women deal with lower self-esteem. Um, I'm working with my daughter to make sure her esteem stays at a healthy state. But, you know, even men suffer from low esteem. And so in this particular scripture, it, it it's asking in that B part, um, how it's telling us how we ought to think, which means to think soberly. Now, what is thinking soberly? Um, and then it goes on to say, according to, as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So it's based on God's standard is how we ought to think of ourselves. And, and so if we don't understand how we ought to think of ourselves and what his word says about how we ought to think, then we can suffer from low self-esteem, which is the very opposite of high self-esteem. But God wants us to have good Esteem, which is thinking soberly, balanced, um, um, according to the word of God. So I ask you, are you thinking soberly of yourself? And, you know, in a general sense, you may say, yeah, I think pretty good of myself. But, you know, it, it you know, we must recognize if we give the enemy a little bit, you know, what does he do? He takes more. You give him an inch, he takes a mile. And so we don't want to give him any way in to take to gain any ground from us. And so when you're, um, you know, when you're not consistently thinking soberly about yourself, you know, I think about times when um, God had to help me when I would um, think of different parts of my body that I didn't really care much about my feet. I mean, I always felt like my feet looked like 
hands. I felt like my toes were long <laughs> toes, you know. So I would just, I would crack jokes about myself and, you know, I would say negative things about my toes. My toes look like they're coming at you like hands are getting ready to grab you. I would say those things and think it was comical. But then I recognized that I was really playing into the enemy's hand because I was, you know, taking what God had fearfully, wonderfully made about me and making fun of it and, and as a way of um, just making things a little bit better than what they were, you know? And so, um, but then the Lord had to remind me of that. I mean, you know, we, we do things like that all the time. We talk about certain negative things that in our minds is negative and it's really not negative. It's just different, you know? Um, but things, you know, such as our hair, you know, I grew up in a family where all my sisters had this silky hair and they wet their hair and it would just be wavy and they would go with the natural look, you know? So for me, it was a little different. I told my mom, I said, when she got to me, I'm the youngest of 13. I said, she must've ran out of the good hair. You know, what is good hair? You know, but we develop these mentalities about ourselves. And it's really, these are darts that the enemy throws at us and he's hoping that we grab. So I would go around thinking that I had bad hair, that, you know, I got the bad end of the deal, you know, type of thing. But those are thoughts that would constantly be fed into me. And it was a part of that inner critic in me, you know, and so there were countless different things. I remember when um, I was working with this um, a person that um, was a, a, a minister of the gospel and sharing some things with that person about how I'm working with this and working with this and doing this and, um, you know, just sharing, you know, um, you know, the success in that and the, and the failure in that. And she made this blanket statement. She says, you're not really a, multi, a, a multitasker. And I kind of looked at the person and I was like, you know, um, because I, I felt like it came across as a negative thing. So I was like, no, I, I can multitask, you know. Um, uh, you know, as a woman, you do, we do that all the time, you know. And so, so I, you know, I just kind of pushed it aside and I was like, I didn't receive it. But, you know, as, as time went on, I began to think about that and I began to think about other things that, well, related to that, that um, that I, I I could do and couldn't do. And then I began to second guess myself things that I, that I knew I could do. I began to think, oh, you can't do this anymore. You know, you, you're not capable of doing this. And I was like, I've done this many times in the past when I really began to think about it. But really what it was, was that inner voice trying to convince me and, 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 and get me to focus on the negative things, the things I didn't do right, the things that I failed in, the things that I, I, I didn't finish, the things that I couldn't get a grip of, you know? And so it's that inner critic in us that really is, is 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 really what the enemy uses to really sabotage ourselves. And so um, when I look at different versions of, of thinking so more soberly than um, we ought, um, in Romans 12, 3, um, the, the New Living Translation says, be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. That's our standard, the faith, our faith in God, the word of God. That's our standard. We're changing lives what? with the word of God. That's how change comes about. You know, we may fail at something, but we can get better at it because we allow the word of God to help to perfect us and be, to become better. In the um, Passion Translation, it says this, the B part of Romans 12, 3 says, instead, 
honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. Then you will see your true value with an appropriate, appropriate self-esteem. And then in the message version, it says this, the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him or not by what we we have done, you know, and what was our success rate or failure rate is not based on that, but it's simply based on what God has done for us, who we are in him. Amen. And what we become in him or allow ourselves to become in him. Philippians 4, 8, it talks about how we ought to think. It says, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things things. So our inner critic deals with our thinking, you know, and so if we allow our inner critic to be dominant, we're not going to be thinking about things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are honest, things that are of a good report, praiseworthy things, virtuous things. No, the inner critic is going to keep us focused in on the negative. So what, so, so the inner critic is thoughts about ourselves, the inner voice inside ourselves that finds everything that's wrong instead of anything that's great or good. Okay. I mean, you think about in Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth, you know, everything that he created, he said, this was good. He created man. He said, this is good. And he created woman. He said, this was very good. So, so, so when there's something that calls what God has called good, bad, or not good enough, then we know that the enemy is a liar in that. Okay. And so you, so you can't allow, um, whether it be a person or your inner thoughts or anything to oppose what God has declared to be good. Okay. What he has declared to be good cannot be erased. It doesn't matter what good, whether we have, uh, uh, um, failed at something, whether we have, uh, or, 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 feel like we don't measure up to whatever. It doesn't matter. If God has called us good, then we are good through and through. Amen. And so that inner voice, the voice, it it it, it hur- hurls insults at us all the time. Okay. Uh, when we make mistakes, it's that negative self-talk that constantly goes on. All right. It's critical. It's condemning. And it's obsessed with unrealistic perfection. You know, and so and, and we know that we want to have a healthy way of 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 progressing and moving forward and accomplishing and succeeding. But the inner critic will have you to do something. I mean, you'll do something wonderful, but that inner critic would look at look, look and, and flip that thing and, and make it seem like the good thing that you have done or the great thing that you have done, you know, is really not all that great, you know? And so we talk ourselves out of, you know, and so, you know, when you are a perfectionist, which can be Uh, can veer more towards the extreme, the negative side, then there's nothing that you do that, 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 that is satisfying that, that you're satisfied with. And you're constantly straining to try to do better, which in and of itself doing better is not 
anything wrong with that. But when you're driven to the point where you can't see that you have done better and that you don't receive um, the um, the 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 honor and the reward or the recognition of your accomplishments, the enemy has used that to cause you to be a driven person to obtain something that you may not ever obtain. You know, and so, but that inner critic plays into that. And so it's also connected to a critical spirit. And a lot of times we we can be critical about other people, but it's 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 also just as bad to be critical about ourselves. And so when you're dealing with a critical spirit, a critical spirit is a negative attitude of the heart. It's something that's already been infixed in you. In other words, it's already has seeped in through your mind and then it has grabbed a hold of your heart that even though there's good in something, you choose to look at what's negative. Somebody may do have done something, accomplished something. You choose to say, oh, well, well, look at that you know, that, that part of it, that's not good or that part they didn't do right, you know? And so, so it's an attitude of the heart that seeks to condemn, not build up. Cause you can have constructive criticism or you can be constructive, uh, and being critical, um, in a way that it builds somebody up where you tell them, okay, well you did good with this, but this, I want you to work on. It's a different, heart set when you're being constructive, when you're building up. But a critical spirit is a spirit that's condemning. And condemning means to put out a commission, to shut down. And so that critical spirit where it, it tears down, it destroys, okay? And so so you have to be very much aware of the inner critic that you deal with, all right? And so so do you have these thoughts in your mind? Oh, I'm 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 too I'm too big. I'm too tall. I'm too skinny. I'm not smart enough. Um, I'm not good enough. Um, I'll never measure up to that. Or or even something like I can never afford. You know, you you being overly critical of yourself and not giving yourself an opportunity to succeed and to go after something better or greater. Um, I'm such a loser. You know. Um, I mess up everything, you know. Um, I can't do anything right. Have you ever called yourself stupid or a dummy? Listen, does God call you stupid? Does God call you a dummy? Then if it so, so the answer is no. But when you look at that scripture where it talks about thinking soberly of yourself, that's not thinking soberly. That is siding with the enemy. That's taking sides with the enemy because that's what he calls us. That's what he does towards us. That's how he wants us to think about ourselves. God didn't make any dummies. He didn't make any stupid people. Okay, there may be people that are ignorant, that don't know any better, or they choose not to know any better. But there are no dummies, okay? And so, um, you, if, or you, maybe you call yourself an idiot. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I can, I, you know, why you keep doing this? What, you know? And so, I don't know if we think that those words make us, uh, or we can use those words to drive us to do better. But no, really, what it's doing is it's chipping away at our esteem of who we are in God. I mean, how uh, you know it should be just as easy. To rather than to say I'm a dummy, 
than to say what God would say about us, that I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am God's handiwork, and that he is perfecting that which pertains to me. How much easier is it to say that God is perfecting that which pertains to me? Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I got this error on the test. Oh, this assignment. Oh, I, 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 I flubbed it. I, I mean, I failed at it. But how about saying, God is perfecting that which pertains to me. How about saying, I'm going to do better next time. That's okay. I may have failed that test, but I'm going to do better next time. Next time it won't happen to me again because I'm going to trust God to help me in my weaknesses. Glory to God. And so that inner critic will have us condemning ourselves. You know, so we don't need other people to condemn us. We condemn ourselves when we allow that inner critic to be the one that 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 speaks the loudest in our spirits. And so what are the effects of an, an inner critic? Of course, the negative self-talk, it brings about guilt. You know, when 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 you say something like I'm a loser, what comes with that guilt? you know, condemnation. Okay. And so, as I've mentioned that it's, it's self-destructing, it's self-sabotaging. So, you know, you ever heard the term of, of being your own worst enemy? Well, that's what we become when we listen to that inner critic, that inner critic that tells us, oh, you're not going to get it right. Or you're going to fail or, 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 um, or something bad is going to happen to you. That's that inner critic that's telling you the negative outcome of something that has not even happened yet, you know? And so, and so, you know, so when we become our own worst enemy, in other words, we really become, we side with the enemy. We become an ally of the enemy, of Satan. We become an ally of the devil, where the things and the tactics that he uses to come at us, we help him come against ourselves. And so how crazy is that? You know, so becoming our own worst enemy, you know, so it's not, there's no glory in, you know, you talking bad about yourself, about how you look and how, you know, how, you know, your outward appearance or even how you talk, you know, those types of things. We get enough of that from the world. We get enough of that. I mean, there's bullying out there and all kinds of things that that the enemy has used as devices to tear us down. So, So we are our only hope to be victorious, you know? And so because even all that God has done for us, if we don't get on board with what God has done for us, then we sabotage the very victory that belongs to us. Hallelujah. This sweatless victory is victory that we really don't have to sweat over because it's already been sealed. Glory to God. And so we have to recognize um, some things as it pertains to that inner critic. And I'm going to start out and, and we're going to uh, pick this up, you know, in, a, in an additional uh, podcast because there's so much that I want to share with you. And so that inner critic, it, it, it brings shame. It brings this deficiency. It brings low self-esteem. It's also connected to depression. All right. Now, what have you been listening to in your mind? That inner critic. If you're suffering from depression, then what you're doing is you're siding with that inner critic, which is a direct uh, device that the enemy uses to come against us, to shut us down, to, to cause us to be condemned, to cause us to be ineffective in our walk 
in the Lord. And so it that inner critic incites fear. When you're constantly telling yourself you can't, you can't, you can't, when you get an opportunity to do something, you'll be too afraid. You'll be too afraid to try to do anything because you're believing the report of the enemy that says that you can't, that every time this situation is presented to you, that you fail. And so you're already going to have fear in your heart that if it's presented to you again, that you're going to fail. So why even try? So it also, that inner critic also brings about procrastination. You'll put it off. You keep putting off because why? You're listening to the inner critic. And who wants to keep failing over and over again? Nobody. But the, the biggest part of us succeeding is that we are built up by our faith in God. And our faith in God propels us forward. It helps us to believe the impossible. And so that inner critic always operates the opposite of our faith. And so if we are constantly listening to that inner critic, then we'll constantly be convincing ourselves that, that what God says that we can do, we'll be convincing ourselves that we can't. That inner critic brings about worry. That inner critic is connected to doubt. It brings about it's also connected to comparison because when you when you come into a room and and you assess what somebody has or what they look like or whatever that inner critic immediately begins to turn itself on you and begin to say oh what you have isn't as good as that oh you know you you're not you're not as smart as that person oh you know you you, 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 you were born on the wrong side of the track, you know. And so that's what your inner critic will do. So it will compare yourself to others, to others' accomplishments, to others, what they've obtained and what others can do. And so that inner critic will keep you from moving forward. And so then, of course, when comparison is on board, then there's jealousy, then there's envy, then there's strife. Because what? You have not taken the opportunity to soberly, based on the word of God, to balance that thing out, those thoughts that are coming. It's really the word of God is our filter. The word of God will take, it'll be just like a filter. If you can envision a filter and those those inner critic critic uh, thoughts that come, that word of God will filter it out. So the inner critic comes with these big boulders of a gook and junk, and it won't, the word of God won't allow it to come through because it will uh, uh, work against you. Okay. It will weigh you down. And so, so, so you gotta, so you gotta do things that will shut this inner critic down. We, we have to silence it because it's not being, it's not of any value to us to make us better, to make us stronger, to make us wiser, to make us uh, 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 better disciples in the word of God. And so that inner critic brings discouragement. You get discouraged when you think you can't, then what you do, you, you, you're not encouraged. Discouraged, you're discouraged. And so when you're discouraged, what do you do? You shrink back. You pull away from people. You pull away from opportunities. You don't take advantage of those opportunities that present themselves. Because why? You've been discouraged because you've been listening to the inner critic. All right. And so then the inner critic brings, you know, with it, that discontentment. When you're discouraged, you don't, you, you're not encouraged 
When you're encouraged, you're happy. You 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 you're full of joy. Okay, but when you're discouraged, you're not happy with where you are. You you so you then comes discontentment. So then discontentment, you know, is the opposite of gratitude. So discontentment will connect itself to being ingrat, uh, you know, n- not grateful for what you already have, maybe for what you've already accomplished, you know. And so then the, you know, and so and so one of the, the greatest things, you know, when it deals with, um, you know, that gratitude, it causes you to reflect on what God has done. And when you reflect on what God has done, then you're able to be thankful for what he's done, you know. And so that breeds more blessings to come our way. And so, you know, I've just scratched the surface, you know, in dealing with silencing this inner critic. What I want you to do is I want you to tune in next week because next week I'm going to give you some key points that will help us to silence the inner critic. So my prayer is that you have gained a great understanding. And look, while you're waiting till next week, I want you to become more aware of your thoughts. Are you thinking lovely thoughts? Are you thinking good thoughts? Are you thinking those things that the Word of God and Philippians 4, 8 talks about. This is God's plan for us to silence the inner critic. And so I'm going to lay some key points down to help you to, to, to really keep this inner critic under wraps. So what? So, so that you can be joyous, so that you can be grateful, so that you can be successful, so that you can be courageous and you can venture out and those opportunities that present in themselves to you, you'll be courageous enough to go after it, okay? You won't be thinking in the back of your mind that what that inner critic is, is placing in your mind, oh, I'm not going to succeed. Oh, I'm going to fail. Oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to do right. You know, and so I want to encourage you that you can silence this inner critic. So meditate on what I've already shared with you and assess where you are. What, have you been thinking those thoughts that I have, have shared with you? You know, have you been thinking soberly according to the word of God or have you been siding with the enemy and becoming your own worst enemy? So I pray, you know, that you'll recognize that. So tune in next time as we discuss about silencing that inner critic. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.